Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and today I'm going to be talking about your ideal customer. And do you really know what they need? Before that, I'm going to do a super quick update for you around what's been going on at Selling Without Sleeves HQ. So um, if you've already listened to the snippet, you will know that the book funnel has launched. I feel like there needs to be another drum roll in there. Still lots to do, and I'm sure there'll be, well, if there's 101 tweaks, I think I'll be really lucky. The foundations of it are there. It's just a case now of testing, looking at how people respond and then making decisions based on, on that. I'm really, really lucky that obviously the funnels, the ads, the lead generation is is the agency's bread and butter. And so I know that I'm in good hands. So far, the sales that have happened have been organic, not through the ads. Um, there's been lots of click-throughs though, so there's opportunities for retargeting. Basically, the team are happy. So if the team are happy, then I'm happy. So we will watch this space, really. I've also made a final decision, because I needed to, on whether the uh, cover of the book was going to be gloss or matte, and I went for gloss. So I went for the durability, as I thought I might last week on the podcast. I've confirmed it. So there are now hundreds of copies being created and put on a shelf with the distributors for them to send out when people order. So really, really exciting time on that. So people can now get their hands on the book by um, going to the website www.sellingwithoutsleeves.com and then clicking on buy the book and then that will take you through. You'll click on a button there and it takes you through to the landing page, I believe. So that's about it really on what's happening. It's been a been a massive, massive project um, to get this underway as far as my quarterly plans are concerned. I've got the the sales funnel which feeds into the financial targets that I've got for this quarter and then team development so developing the culture within the team um, and also increasing my sort of reach and building my audience so that I can support the ads with organic as well um, which obviously then brings down your cost of customer acquisition so all in all there's a lot going on the the main thing was to get the the bare bones of this funnel out which we've done more than done the bare bones um, so that we can start adding all the different other elements and, and ticking the boxes on the other activities we need to do in the next six weeks so really really exciting we're on schedule to hit those so that is fantastic so yeah as i um i'm recording this on monday night for it to go out on thursday because basically i messed up the timings on a guest speaker that i was supposed to have which is a bit awkward i'm sure i'll have a, a really super exciting new guest for you in the next couple of weeks so watch this space really great person so i'm very excited to have them on so basically when you're thinking about what your ideal customer needs you're kind of got three options those options are you either guess you make that assumption you assume you guess um what's going on with that customer you ask them okay or you don't bother finding out at all and you just tell them what your product can do um and see how that resonates with them two of those are not a great idea and i'm going to go into why two of those options aren't a great idea and then why the third option is a great idea and the power that that can have if you ask and 
I feel like, let it go, haven't I? I've gone and given it out of the bag. I was trying to be all mysterious there. So I was going to be like, oh, and the third option, how powerful it can be. And then I put the actual word in there. Um, but yeah, basically, you know, if you are guessing, if you're not bothering to find out, you're really missing up on a great opportunity. If only it's for market research, just to understand what your customer wants. It's pure gold. It's information that you can feed back to make decisions, to make decisions on messaging, on product options. The opportunities are endless. Um, it can really help you shape what you do um, and the messages that you put out there and the marketing that you do. Um, but if you don't ask, you don't find out. Um, if you're guessing, which is probably, to be honest, the most um, likely option that I come across when I'm working with people is, is that they kind of guess, they kind of make assumptions on why that customer has come to them. Because to be fair, they're seeing the same problems again and again. Now, as I say in my book, as I say to clients, you're making an assumption based on the experience you've had. Okay, you're seeing this as some sort of efficiency. Let's cut to the chase, guys. I know what you want. I'll give it you. The thing with sales is that it's actually a bit of a counseling session <laughs> it's definitely got elements of a journey that you have to go through with your customer to help them feel understood so you know it, it's like a wedding venue they'd have weddings you know most days of the year particularly at the moment because um, there's a massive backlog and so for them it's just a standard day but they don't treat it like that or a decent venue doesn't treat it like that because they know that for that couple, it's a special occasion and they want to make that, that occasion special because that is part of the service they provide. Now, in sales, helping your ideal customer feel understood, showing them that you totally get their scenario, which to them is totally unique, is part of the journey. So don't deprive them of that part of the journey. You know, you don't have to labour it. You don't have to be excruciatingly painful with the amount of detail and questions you ask you need to ask enough questions and the customer will help you over time you'll get an you'll get experience and an understanding of when a customer is indicating that you know they, they've imparted enough information um, you don't need to keep laboring the conversation but you do need or ideally to be most effective make the customer feel as though they have been listened to and understood the not bothering to find out is just pure and simple rude, really. I come across it less often when that does happen. It tends to be because people feel the need to get that information out. And it doesn't come from a place of rudeness. It comes from a place of over-enthusiasm. You are so passionate and enthusiastic over your product. You just want to tell them how great and amazing it is. And so you just you know you kind of have the niceties and then you just want those niceties out of the way because you're like yeah let me at it let me tell you that information and so you don't get to know that customer which is a bit like on a date just being like let's talk about me I'm amazing I'm I offer this I offer that I offer the other can you imagine how painful that would be for the recipient and that's exactly the same in a sales situation you don't bother finding out about them therefore you're not talking in the language which is most relevant to them you know using the, the dating analogy i'm amazing i put the lid back on the toothpaste that's great i really don't care i'm great i'm really fun loving i love days out maybe they don't love days out you don't know so you're selling yourself but without any understanding of their priorities so understanding where your customer is at what their priorities are how important your offering is what's important about your offering is it the outcome and they don't care about the process 
Is it, yeah, it'd be great if the outcome was amazing and the process was like this. What is it? What are their priorities? And until you understand those priorities, it's very difficult to sell to them. And you can very, very easily missell yourself because you make an assumption on what they are looking for. So, you know, using the dating analogy again, you know, assuming that they're after somebody who is outdoorsy when actually they're not. And, and you can overplay it. And it's one of those things. It's like a job interview. You know, when you say something on your CV, not that I've ever done this, but when you put something on your CV as a bit of a passing, you've exaggerated slightly um, on what you've done. And they pick up on that. And then you're kind of digging yourself a hole. Well, it can be the same thing in dating. It can be the same thing in sales when you don't understand where their priorities are. You know, looking at the, the business, uh, the job analogy, you know, that's normally come from a place of reading the description and thinking, well, I did that once, so I can put that down um, because that's what they're looking for. Um, but then, you know, being honest with them and saying, I haven't done a lot of this, but I, I when I did it, I understood this that, and the other is much better than digging yourself that hole. Understanding how much of a part of the job that would be can enable you to understand you know, how short you fall in their expectations and their requirements. And then if there is that shortfall, how you can make that up, if you can offer to do additional training in your own time, if you can offer to, to go on courses, um, whatever you might need to do in order to, to make up that shortfall. But if you don't know how important that is, you can get into a position where you're making assumptions and then actually it wasn't that important at all. And before you know it, you've promised away your weekends doing a course that actually you didn't need to do. Obviously not talking from personal experience there, but it's best to understand where they're coming from, what their requirements are, even if it is that it's a, there's a shortfall there. If you can understand it, you can sell to that. You can overcome that shortfall. You can o overcome that disadvantage. If you don't find out, then you can't talk to them about the things that are most important to them. And therefore, you're going to switch them off more, more likely switch them off. They're not going to be as, as engaged in what you're saying. They're not going to be as enthusiastic about what you're saying. They are potentially going to overlook you and go to a competitor who has bothered to find out that information. All in all, it's a good idea to ask those questions and find out what they need and exactly what's motivating that need. Then you're in a position where you can use that information. You can even reply. You can even speak you know, use their language back to them to relate to your product. So, you know, you were looking for something which was a size seven and this comes in a size seven. Um, you were looking for something that fulfilled this criteria and enabled me to do X, Y, and Z. And this product can do that. And not only can it do that, but it can also do this, this, and this, if that's where you want to go, if there's other information you want to provide. But it helps, it gives you a, a really like a roadmap, like directions on, on where to take that call, where to take that conversation that without it, you're kind of left stabbing around in the dark. So that is why you need to know, it's a great idea to know and it's a really powerful thing to know what your customer needs. Next week, I'm gonna be talking around relationship building tools and some of the tools you might be able to use in order to develop those relationships and why relationships are so important. Why do I have to do this whole rapport building? Why do I have to build a relationship with my customer? Um, you know, hopefully you're not thinking, God, I just want them to buy from me and I never want to see them again in my life um, because, you know, you probably need to take a long, hard look at what you're doing or who you're doing it for and figure out, actually, can I get more satisfaction from this? Can I get a better performance if I work with somebody better and more suited to me and my style? But anyway, that is for next week. I hope you will join me then. Bye for now. Happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.